Welcome to the Digital Cigar Lounge Podcast, where a seat is always reserved, especially for you. Pour yourself a glass, light up a stick, and enjoy the conversation. joke that Eugene uh you know you you'd appreciate <laughs> by Paul <laughs> he's just waiting straight, straight <laughs> you know. to it so I checked in on Paul just to make sure you know he was good <laughs> just to make sure he was good uh-huh. you know what I'm saying I'm my brother's keeper you feel me yeah so here's the joke right Paul said, yo, if you're ever going through anything, you need to talk, man. Call me. That's the joke. Right. <laughs> yeah, because we know his battery is going to be dead. Paul don't answer his phone. <laughs> his battery going to be dead. <laughs> Paul don't answer text. I, yo, so I was like, hey, dog, I was like, if I was on the ledge, I'd have jumped a long time ago, bro. <laughs> Respond two hours later. When, that's not how God no, works. When, when you said that screenshot, be under the building that you could <laughs> buy trash and catch your ass and fuck it all up. That is how, tell me that ain't friendship with me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Paul, laying right on this nigga. That's smooth, motherfucker. You heard him? That's not how God works. Yeah, with exactly. Me. Yeah, uh, that's smooth, motherfucker, right there, man. Look, when he sent that screenshot, hey, we saw that damn button. He was like, look at his battery life. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was on 5%. Paul, stay. I like to live on the edge, Paul, yo, Paul, Paul battery, stay under like 10%. Like in full charge, my drink is 72%. <laughs> man, I'm scared. Yeah, That's scary. Yeah, keep me on my toes. <laughs> yeah, nah, but you know, I know what Paul's heart is. Oh, you know, man. but I will I will say this, right? Like talking to him through that, like talking through that shit with him made me think about Twitch. Mm. Right? And how there was this outpour of people posting on on social media, oh if you need if you need anything, uh, I want you to reach out to me. I want you, you know, like a lot of people say that shit mm-hmm. and like, you know, you realize that it's it just be lip service. Yeah. You know, because like I've had times where I've reached out to people that I, I really needed to speak to, mm-hmm. but because I didn't announce I need to speak to the person, they weren't available. Like they make no no effort, no time to be available. But even if you say like, what would you say to, to announce that you need to speak to him? Yeah, I've been having a fucked up time. It'd be cool if, if we could, you know, have a time to talk or a meet up. You like, think that would prompt a different response? From the right person, it should. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, a lot of that shit be lip service, though, because, you know, like, I'll, I've reached out to people that I care about, and mm-hmm. then, like, they'll leave you on red. Yeah, yeah, and that people, shit happens. People go through their own shit, but that's the point, though. The point is, when when something happened to a motherfucker, then it's the outpour of, oh, if you need anything, I'm here. Well, and, and that's the, what's funny about that is the whole, you know, give people their they flowers while they can smell them, right? Mm-hmm. That's been a theme for the past couple of years, but we also live in a society that doesn't really care how you feel, right? <laughs> like, 
People don't care. People really don't care, man. Like, you know, I've uh, actually when we worked at uh, Time Warner, there was a guy. Uh, I can't. What was his name? I can't think of dude's name. But he had this quote. He he sent me this quote. He said, "Apathy is apathy at an is at an all time high, and nobody cares." Mm-hmm. And I say that shit like it it rung. I mean, it rung. You know, in my ears for that's forever. a strong quote. It's a strong quote, man, because yeah. that's really how people feel. Like yeah. you tell, you say that people don't care, and people don't even care that they don't care. I, I agree with that, right? Mm. But something that you said, like in that conversation that we had, made me kind of think about this too. Like, and I, I was, I was joking because that's how I put things off. But like, I also answered you vulnerably. Like I told you, like. That's my avoidant way, right? I can relate. I know one thing about me. If I don't have the right words, if I don't have the right, it's a perfectionist issue with me mm. and myself. I understand that. So if I don't have the resolve, mm-hmm. I typically will. It's almost like a system. I don't even think it through. Mm-hmm. Like there are text messages that are just like, oh, you got 800 missed whatevers. At different times, different things cause me to avoid them. Different and you just won't respond. And it's not like, it's not like a process. It, so let's just go ahead and also say this. I know that I have ADHD, right? And I'm, the reason why I say that is part of one of the things is that you will read and process something and speak it back, and, but never actually say the words. That's more to me of a, um, at the tactical level, right? That's at the tactical level. That's just like something tangible, logistical, that, like that happens. But mm. I also know me. I think there is a trigger between that and my avoidant style of things that are sometimes difficult. Mm-hmm. Like things that have been difficult that I can tackle, mm-hmm. I will tackle and put that as to be my li- lion mane around my head. Mm-hmm. But things that are difficult, and I'm not, win- let's say Vietnam War, right? Like America's always ready to talk about everything we want, mm-hmm. right? But when we got in there, we got into it and just Tactical sprayed, retreat. And sprayed raid <laughs> all over everybody. And fu- just, it all went left, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we don't talk about that in That's the same I'm way. Tactical retreat. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, same thing. So not to start off the podcast, you know what I'm saying, right? Kicking in the door with the fourth wall, but that's some real shit. Like, I understand yeah. that about myself, and it takes effort for me. And I don't ask anybody to be okay. Like, you reached out. I don't say, hey, man, you know, like, I you reached out, I responded. Like, that ain't how it really works for me. It's like, Jeremiah is texting me. If Jeremiah's texting me, he's texting me for good reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, I go through that pro- to, like, go through it because I'll just, it don't squirrel because it's easier Damn. for me to fall back on my tactical of doing it than actually, like, being methodical. So I, I say all of that to come back and say, I know when I go through shit, I don't, like, my dad, I was talking to my dad about, like, depression and shit for a long time, and I was thinking one of the things, he was like, but you don't know because you ain't, yeah, nobody talks to you. I said, I got people talking to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody know what's going on. I don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, so back to the whole, the apathy statement then. So you're not saying that, it's not that you don't care or that people don't care. It's that they got other shit that gets in the way of them caring. Themselves. We all oh, yeah. Get, well, yeah. Like when you think of traffic, right? If you think of traffic like people with road rage think of traffic, every move is like to F you up. Right, to move you and you knocking me off and I'm trying to drive it fast. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, traffic is a bunch of independent minds only thinking about what's in Self front interest. Of them. Self interest is always is always Even motivating everybody though. I could ask a person in that car, do you care about the well being of the other cars around you? Yes. Do you care about their livelihoods and them going home? Yes. So why are you driving in this lane? Like 
I didn't even think about that. So I know that apathy is out there. It is out there. But I also think that we have gotten to a point where people just like holding so many flights up. But hasn't that always been the thing, though? No. We you don't think so? Trash, it's more dumb stuff. We, we do, but at the same time, like caring. Why, why, does, why, why did caring go away, though? Like what, what would make people care less? I don't think that um, to, to uh, the point that Paul just kind of touched on, like community isn't the same. Mm. Like mm. just the idea of community isn't the same. So, yeah, I got to agree. Like things are different now. Mm. Small clip when um, you guys what heard the show Ro- uh, Yellowstone. I've, I've heard, heard of it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. So apparently there's a trilogy, 1923, right? Mm-hmm. Real small excerpt I seen. This is a 1923 um, range cattle family and they're fighting for property. Mm-hmm. And something very smart comes in. The guy is selling electricity and renting um, refrigerators and things of that nature from 1923, which is New Rage. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, "Why would?" He's like, wait, so you sell those things and then you rent the things to use them? I saw and that. They were like, he was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, what for? He's like, for convenience, for you to do other things. He's like, do other things like what? He's like, leisure. He's like, this thing allows you to do leisure. And the guy's like, but if we do that, then we work for you. Right. We spend more time trying to pay for the things that give us convenience. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in society, we have done so many things for convenience with technology. Mm-hmm. We have allowed so many channels. I mean, I realize this. I've been off the ground. You know what I'm saying? For, for, for me and my heart, even people's different ideas and thought processes take you down another like mm-hmm. energy yeah. hole. Energy hole. So if you think about that in one platform and then think about the 40 platforms you use a day and the 50 connections with people that you have a day and the three shows that you're watching and the thing that you need to catch up on and your house that costs this much and the eggs is this much, you start, the whirlwind stops you from looking outside and connecting with your, fo- with your person right next to you. It's been like that from the beginning. Like now mm-hmm. it's just our convenience is a distraction. Mm-hmm. That shit sounds sad, man. That shit sound fucking sad. So like, think about that. We don't care about each other. Like, people that are right in front of us, we just dismiss them. We love them. each other, but we connect way less than we did three years ago. Not because we don't want to, but because life. Mm. Yeah. You and me used to talk almost. But we also work together. We saw each other every day. After that. Yeah, true. You got stuff that's taking kicking your butt. They was, my job said, you go here. Your job said, you do this. <laughs> your job said, you do that. And then everybody else is pointing too. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, I mean. <laughs> we never, I'm realizing that we never, as judges and all this shit going on, and we never just, it's cliche as hell, but stop and see how the road goes. Mm. You're only here for a short time. You but go, going back to that, that's like, why don't people do that more often? Why don't people care and show up when somebody reaches out to say, yo, look, and I get it. You're saying, hey, community has changed, and, you know, we got all these distractions, but. We all all know what really matters, though. We were all taught as kids what actually matters. Mm-hmm. People, yeah, right? Relationships matter. That's yeah. what really matters. At the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world, but if you have no relationships, <laughs> how beneficial is it having that money? It's a pornography type thing to me, right? Like, pornography, supposedly, right, over a, a long, portentious time, right, it wears you down into where you don't feel that same feeling for just, like, love. Right, to see a person naked for the first time, to actually embrace them, right? Pornography to me doesn't, I don't know, I didn't take it into the sexual sense, it's anything that overstimulates you. 
Mm. There are so many things that are overstimulating that that genuine connection does not feel like it goes this far. Mm. You're able the pain from not having it. It's easy to assuage by getting drunk and going to the club and going on Instagram for quick validation to talk to some people to boost their head up to the revenue to the next high. Like, crazy. And yeah. if it ain't just social media, because I, I don't, I don't pay attention to social media. It's probably something else for you. How, how's things been with you being off of it? Because I know you, <laughs> motherfuckers don't know, pause, like, pause a whiz with, <laughs> with social media shit. Like, that shit's funny, because to your point about people reaching out, mm. <laughs> and then it, it, it creates a whole nother, like, self-reality, right? People have been reaching out, like, left and right, because... You off the gram. Because I'm off the gram. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're like, where you at? And you can also, I'll say this, because I'm a person who does it. Mm. You can be lazy with your connections on Instagram. I can keep you at an arm's pace on Instagram because I can like some shit. I can respond to some shit. I can send you some funny shit. We still have the pornography, right? We st- The laughter, that's, I mean, I know that sounds like crazy, but like. No, no, I, I get it. I have the stimulation of laughter. My yeah. brain knows it's no different. We are friends and we are colleagues in the same. So it, I've got that taken care of, right? Yeah, I get it. But we don't share Remember, like, that's the good parts of friendship. You yeah. don't share the bad parts of friendship this way. But that's what Instagram does. That's what social media has done. Yeah. So then you're only dealing with that part. And so to your answer, you're, like, being off, like, people actually reach out. And I was surprised because some people, I was going through some stuff mm. um, still. Um, but, like, some people genuinely reached out. And it's funny because it's, you never know who it is. It's, that shit is important, man. Is, the actual person that does it. Yeah, that shit is important. But speaking of, uh, so we we, I threw out the the phrase "brothers keeper," right? You know, we talk about social media, <laughs> so that's a good time to bring up uh, the the photo shoot, the New York Times photo shoot between Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, brothers keeper, social media talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do y'all, what do y'all think? We're talking about. I'm asking you about the uh, New York Times photos when they like. They basically they hooked like, up. They, they hooked up. up. They yeah. broke up. So yeah. yeah. So when you first sent it to me, because I had never, I hadn't seen it, and my first thought was it's brotherly love. Like that's how I took it. Is like, there's nothing Same weird here. about it, and it's just brotherly love. Like yo, here's two men who have respect for each other, who they just showing each other love. Like yo, we all we all know Michael B was close with Chadwick. Like a lot of people forget that they they were like I would say they probably. Grew to be like brothers for the time they spent together. Mm-hmm. Then this, this brother died at the peak of his career, at the peak of both of their careers. Both of their careers were peaking at the time. So you, 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 that absence is felt. Then you have this, this brother. To your point, real quick, you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't want it to get lost too that it took Michael B. Jordan a minute to speak on that when right. Chadwick passed. Right. You know, and then when he did, it was like, shit was emotional. Yeah. Like it was like, Powerful, but like, it took him a minute though. He felt he felt some type of way, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So I think to see to see those two guys, to him to him to connect with somebody else, they on screen. I've seen the movie; they have great chemistry. And to show that two bras can actually just yo really fuck with each other, and it and it just be genuine love, like love and respect. That's I what I saw. Um, so I got a couple homeboys who. The imagery rubbed them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I asked, I was just like, yo, if they were blood brothers, would you feel the same way about it? 
No, nah, they wouldn't. The answer was was no. No. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't. That but you but wouldn't feel that they are brothers if they were. No, like if they were blood relatives and they were like you know all like hugged up like that, it wouldn't look sideways. Like but people wouldn't look at it sideways. But the fact that they're not, it looks effeminate to some people. Doesn't Ali have pictures like that with bros back in the day too? I feel like there's there's images of of guys doing similar, you know, back in the seventies that you know you don't. Nobody responded in that way. I know things have changed, and you know, but <laughs> go ahead, Paul. Get, give it to us. Give it things to us. Real different yeah. from the seventies, yeah, though. Bro, but I mean, yeah, but like, I guess in my head, it's like again stepping away from uh, <laughs> from fucking the shit, man. Really, like, I ain't gonna lie. Maybe I think that's a big part of me. I think like stepping away from that shit that really like makes me just be like that like, shit meaning wild, like social media. I thought social so. Yeah. Context in general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get. I realize I'm very irritated by the opinions of others, and mm-hmm. I mean it from this perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody's opinion should be valued, but everybody's opinion shouldn't be valued. Um, I don't even think at this point we do opinions to have one, not even what we only believe. I seen that picture. I saw a brother there, right? Mm-hmm. But undoubtedly, this is gonna be my my favorite. I'm gonna <laughs> get a cute picture and say, and then I went to the comments. Like, whatever you see, immediately. whatever just happened, and then I went to the comments, yes. right? And I feel like so much shit is done for stock value to be getting the attention or getting the right message going or getting mm-hmm. anticipated. It's almost like if you see a butterfly picture, you go to the comments and find somebody saying, fuck you, nigga. What the hell is that coming? It's a butterfly yeah, picture, People right? do do shit like that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I say that to say, we all got opinions of stuff. Like, if you sat down, we always say, like, no homo, no homo, pause, 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 right? If you sit there and listen and take that part away, you could take a picture at any given point, but, oh, man, these guys are gay. They're shaking hands, and you know, they're holding their hands over them. Got, you know, some shit like that, like, right? That's the whole 90s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like y'all just want to argue for argument's sake, though. Like, you still go out. It's like anybody could take a picture of you at any given time. It's two dudes, mm-hmm. right, expressing just, like, brotherly love. Like, That's it. Oh, it'd be different if they was blood. They trying to I, – I think like this. Like, there's, there's so much about the the de-masculine <laughs> – Demasculation. Yeah. Demasculation yeah. of men that now you have the hypersensitive to it. Whenever you have a movement or a thought in one way, you have the hypersensitive to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that – like the, so, they said the Rihanna situation, right? The mm-hmm. Rihanna with um, holding, yeah, where, where she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. ASAPs. Don't ASAPs. get me wrong, I feel a little bit differently about that. That's a different. One. Yeah, we, we should we should definitely. I think <laughs> that connects, but yeah, I see let, what you're yeah. That, this this veer to that one, but I, I do. I do. Think that's that another comment. Out there that there's demasculation in like everything. I don't think that that's one of them, and so I think there's a hyper exactly. sensitivity to everybody that has an opinion to say, oh, that's this. But at the same time, these same people are under comments saying, black men are too this. They always want to get here. I don't, it's like, what, like, everybody's got a picture <laughs> of what the black man's supposed to be doing, except what the black man is What we do, doing. what we actually do. <laughs> well, I think, I think a part of that ties to the fact that what we, what, so social media has changed a, a bit in, in how we see and are, are, are perceived. But for the most part, when you only had TV, it was always a negative light. Like, primarily, we only saw us black men negatively mm-hmm. now a, a part of it to your point about the effeminate look that we get there's a lot of that going on 
tie into the Rihanna pick, mm-hmm. pick and other. Mm-hmm. I actually watched a commercial the other day. There's a new drink. It's like Sprite. It's like a Sprite drink. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a lemon lime drink. And uh, there's Sprite? a no. I forgot what it's. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. But there's a girl, Kiki. What's the, what's the girl? Palmer. Kiki Palmer is, is in the commercial, right? Yeah. She's sitting on the floor of the basketball court, and she and she's like, there's a lime and a lemon talking to each other, and she opens this drink, and the liquid comes out, and it's a it's a it's an image of a of a guy. It's a black guy, and she wants to shrink it, so she walks up and wants to kiss the the liquid, and the guy is like floating in the air with one leg up in the air, like he looks like a woman would look. Mm-hmm. But it's a black dude. Like it, you could tell, it's clearly a black dude. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I pick up on that. Like, uh, guy don't really look right. I thought it was interesting that she was pregnant in it too. And she's kissing some liquid man. Liquid man. I like it's, I it, didn't really understand. So it, it, to me, it oversexualizes. It oversexualizes black women. And then clearly, if, if he this wasn't is a word, father. effeminizes the man. Like it does. Like it does both. And both of the things that we see t- a lot of in television or in media, it does both for the black female and the black male. And it's just... I didn't see the part of the liquid dude being, like, floating. He's floating, floating and it, it, you know how a woman would stand with w- stand on one foot with that, that foot kind of hanging there? Leg their leg up. When he's, she's moved? No. When she's, like... When like, she's, like, kissing the, kissing a man and he's tall. So yeah, she swoons and she's, like, she's... That leg back. With one leg up and, no. and oh, on the tiptoes. On. You've never done that? Oh, talk about What? No. <laughs> Hold on, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pause. Pause. Yeah, yeah. pause. Yeah, pause. Yeah, but but so back. so the whole thing was like weird to me. I'm looking. I'm like, what is like what what's happening right now? Like it's a strange commercial to me. Yeah, it's it's strange in general, but it ties into some of what we're already talking about. Yeah, and I think the reason why that image draws that comparison is that we to many people we are being effeminized in many ways in the media and so it's like why it's got to be these bras these bras at the top of the game they have the most uh visibility right now and here we go with the same thing but i don't i don't pick that up from that image i don't pick that up so you didn't take that from the image Nah, not at all i know we're all different but like then i go back and say well well who said that Right? Who, where, who yeah, where's it, where it coming from? Where was it coming from? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Mm, the comments. I, ha- I mean, but not only just the comments, who's making those comments? And I, I would venture to say it's mostly us. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we, like we, we create our own issues. We are like a paradigm, like, just consistently. That's a talent, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent to be able to argue that twerking in in a, in a thong is not sexual, but these two bras hugging in a photo is. That's a talent. I mean, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> I was looking at it holistically as black people in general. We will chase ourselves. I'm being sarcastic for, for the, those who, who don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> no, I am being sarcastic. Because they will come back and say yeah. that fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, they gonna, they going to edit that piece. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, shit. No, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. Man, I, I kind of lost it. But I think one of the things I was going to bring up about the image um, of how they show us, there was an image of something that got a bad rap, and I was going to ask you guys how you felt about it. Um, I can't remember. So I think, I think the point you were trying to make, though, is that black people argue about... <laughs> 
a particular issue, and then the same, but it, it's really just us talking about it. Nobody else is talking about it. Yeah, it's kind of like, you, I don't know if you watched the Boondocks, but I remember one time yeah. the Boondocks, they had the Martin Luther King episode, Classic and Martin Luther King yep. went off. It's a great episode. Like, yeah. Niggas love to complain. Like, niggas yeah. love to be like, and complain about, and I'm not yeah. going in on us, like, brutality, but like, we want to be acknowledged for everything. Then you acknowledge yourself. Then it's like, well, why are you acknowledge this? You acknowledge for that. Okay, well, we're going to acknowledge that. Well, why is that Negro up there making a million dollars for that? Oh, okay, well, we're not going to talk about it. Well, why are they are acting like that? And it's like this constant cycle, and the only ones that are really, like, mm-hmm. barking at it so is us. I think that uh, one it. of the problems that, that um, we have, my hope is from my point of view, is, like, we're not free in our minds as a community. So, like, uh, when you see Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors hugging, right, like, the fact that it incites so many effeminate and, you know, homosexual references, it's just, like, black dudes don't have the bandwidth to be human. It goes back to, like, what we talked about about the show from scratch. Mm-hmm. Can I add this? Absolutely. Especially because we're talking about Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, you caught the joint where the girl is interviewing him and yep. they went to high school together, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's... so. My my macro is arguing about the fact that it's even a discussion for us to be debating about, right? When I'm talking about why do we complain about everything. But on more on the level that you're actually talking about, there was this whole narrative of he's pressed. I don't believe he kept all that for all that time. And I'm like, and it was a loud voice of women, right? Uh, uh, not all women, but of course it was a loud voice. And then the men that said, I feel like the same people who were saying it. Basically, the people that said it was effeminate about that picture were probably the same type of people that was like, He's pressed. I don't believe he got over it. He didn't get over that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why do we just not have, to your point, mm-hmm. freedom of thought to understand that black is so many things. Mm-hmm. And even outside of black, humanity is mm-hmm. so many things. And your opinion on which the destruction of somebody else's to be more like yours is the destruction thereof humanity itself. Like, I just feel like if we thought like that more, we would be closer. We would stop being so distracted. Like, all of these things, but... Absolutely. We don't We don't have any empathy anymore. One of the uh, <laughs> episodes that I would like... I, like, I was jotting down an idea is, like, Travel for Love, like a Travel for Love episode. And the reason why is because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he. That's what that's that's what he he said. Yeah, that episode, said a pilot, we, yeah, pilot, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the pilot episode. <laughs> yeah, be very careful with your next statements. I feel like I'm already like, yeah, we I might we might have a show. <laughs> Yo, so don't give somebody don't, don't give somebody a damn idea. idea. So it's <laughs> like you know what 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 bros the way masculinity is policed in the black community, right? Black men, I think when what I hear from a lot of black women, right, and this is on online these, you know, other podcasts and these different outlets, alpha male. Mm-hmm. It's always the whole high-value alpha male conversation. So the vast majority of women in my community, it sounds like they all are saying they're demanding alpha males. But on the flip side of that, you alpha have... Males come to talk to masculinity. Nah, you have, you have <laughs> the push for American black women to search outside the, the country for suitable partners to marry. So Italy is at the top of that list, right? So, do they have? They don't have them more alpha males. They don't have them in Italy. No, nah, yo. But it's just like I think what it is though is those guys have more room, like more bandwidth to just be human beings, right? So like again, it goes back to that show, and it's it's, the show is just a reference point, Mm -hmm. right? 
the character, and I've seen this in other other places, like non-black men can show up with a ponytail, and no one in a clean shaven clean shaved face, and nobody no one, cares. No one looks at them weird, nope. right? And Latin in Latin places, when you go to like a Latin club, you have to do with his with his hair gelled, slicked back, with uh, too many buttons undone on his shirt. No one's questioning his sexuality Dancing like though. crazy. Yeah, it's in all over the floor. And I and I and I think that those other coaches about that too. The hoochie daddy shorts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Ain't new. That yeah, is new. true. But then when it started being hoochie that it was That is true. Men. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I'm not hating on these other people. I think that it is important for people to just be able to show up and be human, right? So I, I don't I don't think that Italian men should be policed any particular way or Hispanic men or white men or whoever. What I am trying to do is point out that there is a difference. You know, like I don't think that on uh, on average, black men are are allowed that much space, which gives people the fuel to call Michael B. Jordan, who just seems like a good dude, corny. Yeah, like he just he's accomplished. I think that if he's not black, he's considered accomplished. He's an eligible bachelor. Well, remember he got hell for like dating white too. Like he can't yeah. win. Like and even know, and whatever even he does is gonna be and, the crucial. And to he's your like, point, I don't of, know why that is though. But even to your point of what he said. It's just us. It's us. Like we, yeah. we, we're held to a different standard, right? And so, to your point about them saying, "Oh, he, you know, he, he's holding on," somebody's that was from a podcast. Like he responded based on what was said on a podcast. Now she wasn't the one who said it. Another girl said it, but it was something recent that was said that he was responding to, not high school. Even if he did, would he not be within his own right? Like. Yeah, he, he can, but but the thing is to say that he's holding on to it without knowing the facts well, that brings is the problem. Like we all have passed opinion without even knowing what the hell is going on, which is called rejection. Yeah. But um, I would say that part of that might come to out of expectation, though. And we could agree or disagree, right? You've experienced... Well, one thing that came out of the study, I don't remember who came to the study, but basically black women are the least likely to date outside their race. I think that's why there is a big push for them to date outside their race now for all the things that they, for all the things that are said in jest in general about black men, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a thing where maybe Croatian women are tired of Croatian, like for, I've heard this with Nigerian women, right? Mm -hmm. Nigerian women don't mind dating black men because it's not as hard as it is dating a Nigerian man. Like you talking about African American man, like yeah, a black yeah. black American? Yeah, I dated a Nigerian woman, and she's like, we went through like this many because there are a lot of demands, and they feel like, and I'm like, well, that makes me feel away because it's gonna make me a lesser man, or it's like, no, they just there's other demands they feel like from their it's type of culturally, men. it's culturally different. So, do you think that would be the same said for African American women if there's a push for them to date outside? It's just like. I have to have an expert in expectation. I generalize my men, right? If that's what the woman is saying, right? From what I've experienced, the same way a man, a man will say, I generalize black. Like, that's why I don't date you. Like, you, you've heard somebody say, that's why I don't date black women, because X, Y, Z, right? It's a generalization, but yeah. is it because you've experienced over time and that's your depiction of what that woman entails? And now you're tired of that? Right, the same thing I'm saying, like with men, like mm -hmm. maybe the fact is like I mean I'm tired of dating y'all, and so mm -hmm. I'm gonna make this decision. Right? Is that fair? Are you asking if that's fair to do, or I'm I'm actually an advocate for people going to where the love is. Like say that again. 
Yeah. So like when when those uh like when I've seen the article published about like you know black women going to other places like venturing to other countries for love. Yeah, like if that's where you feel you're gonna be the most exalted in your relationship, then go ahead, you know. But I, uh, the question that I I leave is, do you have the same expectations of the t- the other dude oh, that you yeah. do uh, of me, you know? Like maybe not, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, I, my, I guess my thing is like this. Yeah, because if you date somebody new, right? Because mm-hmm. I've dated like I, I've dated a fella before, right? Like like not born here. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this uh, this newness of like you don't really have a generalization to fall back on, so everything is new. So I guess it's like a fresh start. So instead of having the scars and experience of the past and judging them the same way, you judge everything's brand new. So you're saying she didn't have that? No, I had that for her. Like every well, she had it for me too. It's like everything's so new, it's a clean slate. You mm-hmm. never date. I don't have anything to lean off of. Oh, I've dated Spain women. They do this. I don't know. This is all new to me. So that's what I'm asking. Do you think that that's the scenario? Why, let's say, a black woman would look at a man from a different culture and not hold him to the same standard? And I don't say not hold him to the same standard because I think she's going to still make him be a man, but the little intricacies should be more lenient because it's all brand new. Yeah. Something and, and, she's and, never and experienced. So, and I don't, I don't want to sound, I really don't want to sound harsh, right? But re- the reality is, if you're going to gift a better version of you to him that is unaccessible to me, I'm not mad that I that you're with him. Because I, want the, you I nev- want, you want the best. I want the want best the version. Yes. Yeah, I want the best version. Mm-hmm. And if I can't have that, you know, because the What's expectations the of me are different, mm-hmm. and I, I could I could never, like, get that out of you, mm-hmm. but he can just by showing up, then fuck it, you know, like... Looks like that's where you need to be. You need to be with him. Is yeah. the best like the willingness to explore the differences? I mean, I I also I also think that look, man, we got we got to keep it a buck, right? Like that foreign shit is sexy in itself for most people. It's ex- it's, it's, it's exotic. It's exotic. It's exotic. It's exo- but it's exotic more. Ex- is different. Yeah, it's exotic. It's exactly. Yes, it's the same. Yeah, same thing. So yeah. I, I I know that, right? You know, we can't act like we're we're unaware. Yeah, so we're not like oblivious to that. Way, yeah, it's not the same way he could show up with you know a a, a smooth accent. And he has eclectic ass ways. And maybe she don't. She doesn't want that from a black American dude. But she would take it from right, him. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because she would look at a black dude and look. That's effeminate. He funny. Like this gonna sound crazy, but like accents, I can deal with some accents. But if you know somebody who I'm regularly dating is being American and they got like a real hard one, I'm like, this isn't as cute as I thought it was, right? Like, what what would be a hard accent? Sophia Vergara. Like hers is oh, you think her accent? I like her accent. Who that is? Like it. She's she's uh, she, um, from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Or how, um, is that the one she's on? No, the one with the family. Um, she used to date old boy from True Blood, the big dude. Uh, Al C. Remember, remember the, the the Spanish chick that was dating him for a while? Hold on, we talking about uh, the um, Al Bundy dude? Yes. Yep. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah his yeah, wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you don't yeah. like her accent? See how you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Her accent is alright to me. <laughs> I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> Talk to so me, I, baby. <laughs> Shit. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Ain't I? Yeah, you're doing I, it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like it, but like I don't know. Just me, I if I it's not I'm not a big like it's a novelty. That's that's a lot for me. Like mm. I after six months you done. I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm over it. Yeah. And so like <laughs> I, I feel like I would hold that differently, like even like 
country as hell as a girl, and I'm like you might like that though. Accent, no, no, no. Hard accents. I don't. Maybe I might like that more, right? Or maybe I don't give you the same pass. I just think it's all different about what you actually experience is what you'll get a pass for. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like somebody try something new. Like you mess with a girl, she try something new and be right. You know. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> now I'm looking for motherfuckers that do what she do. <laughs> that is funny though. You said slick. You said you don't like the slick. You don't like the slick back oil on a, an American's head. No. But nah. Like, somebody crossed the bar. Like, oh, that's just sexy. Nah. We we can't even pull that off though. Speedos. Like they'll be cool with speedos in Italy. So you get back here like, no, um, you can't wear speedos to the beach. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't see. I. I. I'd be surprised <laughs> to see a sister who is okay with a dude wearing speedos. I feel like it's a different spot when they on the Italy beach. I feel like the thought it, process is not the same. They're gonna be like, he. I could be wrong. <laughs> we gotta ask a lady. But I feel like yeah, we need a sister. That's okay. Yeah. Versus here, where it's like, nah, that's round the Jerome, point. Put, yeah. put some trunks <laughs> Yo, when he, so when you say Jerome, we know who I think of. <laughs> I think of old boy. Yes, exactly. Snowfall. Snowfall, Jerome, yo. That's a slick back. It's very unpleasant. That's a unpleasant thought. Very unpleasant to think about. Yeah, man. So with the uh, with the whole corny thing, right? You know, Will Smith was called that for many years, right? For decades, right? And he proved it one time. I jumped out, <laughs> I jumped out there. I mean, you know, that's that's what what we going though. Uh, you know, he had his moment with Chris Rock. We all we, we talked about it, but Chris Rock's stand up mm-hmm. that he's been touring, Selective Outrage, aired. Was it? Night before last? Yeah, I didn't even know it I dropped when you actually said it. I ain't, yeah. I didn't realize what you were talking about. Did you see it, Paul? So I caught like two or three snippets. One specific snippet. Yeah, that, that I, I caught it like, like, It was crazy. Which one? Which show? The one in which he goes, the one that he goes back to talking about, them talking about what's going on on the red table. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think he said something yeah. like, I've never been interviewed by the person cheated who cheated on me. Right. So yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What did you think about that? And she throws the mic at Will's face. That was his joke. Mm. And I was like, oh, that burnt. Like, for me, I was like, zing. That's what you get him back with. That's a joke. But then, mm-hmm. then what? I went to the comments. And what they say? He, they are lighting Chris up. Chris up, like, yeah. Like, like, why are you holding on to this? And I'm like, that's ridiculous to oh me. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is why you got This is going to be a quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Live your life. To what you deem it to be the fullest, we gotta stop listening to people because this shit changes every week. This man got smacked mm-hmm. on live on, on live, live TV. Let me give you more to it. Remember, everybody hates Chris. That was his life. Like, there's like every we laugh and joke. I don't know if you look at the. That's a, yeah. This man has been picked on almost at every level of his life, and I'm not saying it's okay because he said some things through his career that maybe I like. Might I don't agree with. Yeah, for sure. Or not agree with, but that's anybody. I got friends like that, too. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> right, right. And so that being said, it's like, even when he became the man on the biggest stage of his career, somebody still pumped him. Mm-hmm. So how dare you have something to say to the guy who's been getting bullied the whole time? And he held it. And, 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 and let's be honest. He held his composure. He held his composure. Like, as, as, as much as people jokes. wouldn't say that he was a, it was a bitch move, like, yo, to be able to hold your composure in that moment, 
that's what they actually gauge manhood is in, in the moment. But yeah. Everybody always got something for me. Yeah, it's like, come on, what do you, you expect him to do? I mean, get beat down by Will Smith it's on like, national television because he, he was going to get beat like, down. <laughs> Will Knight, what do you call him? Suge Knight, Will Knight, <laughs> something like that. I and I still like, it, it has eternally made me not like Will. Well, I'll, I'll offer the, the difficult, I mean, the different uh, take. I thought that it was trash. I thought the whole stand-up was trash. Really? The whole thing? I thought the whole thing was trash. I why, think that why? Because I, I feel like if anything, he was making himself laugh more by making everything awkward for everyone else. And that particular brand of comedy isn't funny to me. Yeah. Like you're just saying shit to like ruffle feathers. Like, eh, that's not really like funny to me personally. And then after, so I do think that we c- we shouldn't silence him. Like I w- I'm interested in hearing his his story, his side of the story, but the way he, like, used that opportunity to just spaz out, excuse me, I know you can't say that anymore, but, like, to bug out You on can't say spaz out no more? N- no. I mean, if he said that, you just said it. <laughs> yeah. well, well, hold on, hold on. I, I I mean, this is new to me. I'm learning stuff today. What? That's that's considered... It's considered uh, <laughs> offensive, offensive to uh, communities with uh, certain setbacks. Yeah. Certain uh, interesting ailments, or, what ailments. do they call it? Neuro. Yeah. But anyway, wow, we don't get no passes though. But everybody else seemed to get a pass. Yeah. Well, to so to, can, <laughs> to <laughs> moving along. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> but you know, no passes. So I think that like I understand why he why he would be angry. You know, again, I I don't want to I don't want to sound like he shouldn't be like he shouldn't talk about it. Nor do I want to sound like he shouldn't be upset. But I think that the way that he went about it, it only adds. Like you went from being the bigger man to being like fucked up. Now you're talking shit about this dude's wife and the dude, like even more so. So you went from the high road to now you're going super low. But he's a comedian though. Two things. If, one, I do think that if he wasn't brand, a comedian, yeah, he's a comedian. What, to make everybody else. Was he telling jokes though? So like that he, that particular bit, that, that particular that segment, were were they jokes? What was the punchline? Like I mean, I didn't. I, it just it just seemed like he had a monologue where he was talking shit more than anything. I mean, I, so I'll say this: I, I, I haven't watched it. So I, I haven't watched the whole thing. I, I haven't. Watch, I only saw the yeah, clip. I only saw a couple one clips. Particular clip. So. Um, I don't think. Just called him a bitch. That's all he did. Like he he called him a bitch. He was like, "Your wife yeah, cheated I mean, on you. You fucked with a smaller dude. Yo, you are a it's bitch." It's the same shit, yeah, motherfuckers so say behind closed doors, though. I kind of feel like this, man. Like maybe Chris felt like that beforehand. That's what I'm saying. But, I, but you he wouldn't have said it. Shit, and then I get smacked, and I think it's like one of the moments. I'm not defending Chris, but I am saying this. There's sometimes that things happen to you that you always say, "I bet you that wouldn't happen to me." I bet, and then it happens, and you are so affronted by what it is. It's just like. You're in shock, and you don't respond. And you know how people go behind after somebody leaves and you talk about all the things you should have said, you could have said, you had to work. That's what I would have said when she said that. I had that to say. He actually I has the ability to say him, it. he couldn't just do it right there in the moment. He did think about his brand, and this is where you're calling it a cop-out because that's where he started taking the higher road. But I don't think he verbally said, I'm taking he never said road. that. He nah. literally said, I'm true? taking time to process this. Yeah, that's true. And he wrote that in his comedy because if I'm going to do it, let me let do me it. And let, me, let me get paid to do it. Let I don't think, I, I think that's so, the perfect way to do it. So yeah. that's what you do. <laughs> me, yeah. yeah. Would he have hurled all them insults to the Smith family if Will was in the audience again? 
I think he would. I think he would. I think it's a real Gucci Mane type approach you just pulled right <laughs> yeah. there. That Gucci Mane to uh, Jeezy during verses. During verses. Yes. Like, don't be that bully. Hey. Don't be that guy. He's like, oh, word, you're just going to make me have to fight you in front yeah. of all my family. Hey, members. yo, I think, I honestly think he would. I think, think Chris so? would, hell yeah. Like, why not? What you going to do? Like, what you going to do? You going to come on stage again? I mean, or I, we gonna, I don't it's, know. Look. I'm thinking of Jeremiah. He might be right. I yeah, but but look, maybe. But the, the difference is it's not going to be the Oscars. Oh, we you going to get these hands. Well, this time, Even if I get my ass whooped, you are going to get these hands. This time Will could flinch and make it all worse for him again. <sighs> yeah, you know, like flinch, yeah, exactly. He does like that and then walks off. Oh, that be it. We, no, you got to you got to you got to you got to attack him. <laughs> if he walk away, you got to attack him now. You have to attack him. He keep from, you got to you got to attack him. So like I also think this and this may be some of the part that gauges it. Gauges it. I'm a little bit more petty with my revenge. I am well okay with people getting revenge. I realize that yeah. it might not be my most evolved self, but in a certain way, I feel like it's, I mean, I know it's not the higher evolved, higher thinking, but you smacked me on front. I think he was well within his rights or whatever he did, even if he was crass about it. Now, this honestly, in my opinion, this is the this is the only way he could get Will back and it be almost an equal level of embarrassment. Yeah. So like you can't, because you can't fight him. You can't fight him. Like you can't not fight Will Smith, bro. No. Whether you, you don't want to try yeah. to find out you, 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 and find out it the wrong way. So how is coming back saying things that are ten times worse benefiting? He's a comedian. Yeah, but so so what happens if Will runs runs down on him again? Then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you gonna have to get these hands. Put yeah, these paws on you. But he just said it, he just said it like yo, you twice. He my ain't size. gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it. Will Smith ain't. Will Smith now is in a position where he can't respond well, because he caused all of this. Think about everybody hates Chris. That's the same person he was in Chris. Like I just keep getting my ass whooped, and I got the jokes coming. Yep, I'm gonna like, let you have it. It is just what you do when you are that person. You can't really punch back. You can't fight back. What avenues do you have? So we. Uh, you think you should suit him? We good. Uh, I don't know. It's up to him. I mean, it's, it's I don't I don't have. Why is that up to him? But it's not up to him on whether how he attacks Will. And or it shouldn't be rather. So that's a good question. It's I didn't I didn't agree with y'all know that y'all know mm-hmm. this. I didn't agree with Will hitting Chris to begin with. Agreed. With that being said, I don't think I don't agree with Chris jumping on stage and having a ten minute fuck you yeah segment where he's throwing up about you know what whatever like all these insults. I don't think that that's dope either. If now. I think, think that therapy? I think that the uh, response that Will had initially was, I think that was over the top. So hold on. So what if if Rock sued him, it was within his right to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that Will Smith's act of aggression was it was is over the top. With Will this Smith situation, apology. Will Smith apology, but th- he could. I don't. I don't blame Rock for not accepting the apology. Well, I just mean because it wasn't really directly at Rock, right? It was just like a general press release, like, "Hey, I told you I'm sorry." Do you think that that was acceptable? As far as like, even if he was genuine, do you think that, that was acceptable? Because now I get because what what right is up acceptable? Like, what is like that? That is really between them to uh, to like accept or not. To accept because I got what what apology is now you can say oh if he hits him and they they have a conversation like if he hits him up on the phone personally and they have a, a private conversation that's acceptable but we never know and know? who's to say they didn't 
Yeah, they might. They might have. I, I would. I would. I would think they probably have had a conversation. I think that all of it is subjective, but yeah. I I land on the side of the tracks where I'm like, I rock. You know what I mean? Like you kind of digging in for ten minutes, and uh, like your mouth got you in this shit in the first place. I don't agree with Will's reaction, but now you double down, triple down, quadruple down with worse insults. But that's also what like that's what they do at the Oscars. Like that's not anything new. Like yeah, that's what they do. I agree. That's I think, a part of the. I like, thought that I thought it was a weak ass joke. Your joke was terrible, and I thought Will looked fucking crazy in his reaction to For it, like a twenty year old joke. Yeah, yeah. I, it was ridiculous what yeah. he did. I, I just think that the Chris Rock that that stand up, I didn't think it was good. But I mean, honestly, his his, his I, I'm not a huge Chris uh, yeah. Rock fan. Thing. Number I'm one, not a huge Chris so Rock so fan. his his stand up hadn't been great to me. Yeah, a lot of times I it's usually it one good. or two bits that I like, but the rest of it is like, eh, you know, it's all right. But to Jay's point. When I, my initial reaction, if you ask me what my initial reaction, when I heard him say what he said, I was like, that was, that's the comedian's punchback. Like, that's, yeah, that's to all. me, I was like, okay, he stole off. Because what, what, what other options does he have? Because you've been mad. You've yeah. been stewing for the longest. And How else could you get What, you going to sick your brothers on him? That don't seem like. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I hear that Tony, you know what I'm saying? Tony's whoop, smaller than you know, him. Tony done rolled up on Will and beat Will. I'm going to be like, trick. now I'm going to look at Chris that much smaller. Exactly. Yeah, but it's also so it doesn't seem like <laughs> you got this dude, right, that you can clearly beat physically. And whenever you up on him, he's scared and he ain't saying shit. But then when somebody break it up and then he over there, now you're talking shit mouth. again. Like but, we, but that hasn't happened though. No, That's that what, is kind of what he's saying. That, no, happened, but what, it, 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 when did it happen? That. I agree with that, but I think I'm saying yeah. he was talking shit on the stand up because he was safe. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is, when has he been in, in, in the same environment as Will Smith, though? That's what I'm saying, though. That's his point. The point is, is now he's talking a bunch of shit because he's far away. He feels safe. He's a comedian. If he wasn't a comedian, he wouldn't be saying none of this shit. I don't think he'd say none Comedians of this. No, he supposed would. to tell, tell jokes, though. He is telling a joke. I, I mean, it is a joke. It's a joke jokes. that we all know. But I also <laughs> think there's a brand of comedian, and I think Chris's brand is not... Because he's what he's saying is throw your rock and hide your hand. That's exactly what but I'm like, saying. But like, I don't Chris, think that's what I feel like know. that's who Chris has always kind of been, and not in a way where it's like, oh, caddy, I'm throwing something. Like, he is like, I'm a talk. Like, he's not Eddie, right? Eddie, you might have to fight Eddie. Like, you go, no, you're going to have you gonna have yeah, to fight most other comedians. You're going to have to fight him, yeah. But Chris didn't come. That's not, that's who, not he who he is, yeah. Chris is Mr. I'm a talk shit. You beat my ass. It's okay. I'm going to still talk shit. Yeah. That's who I see him to be. And so I don't see, I guess I don't expect more of him, out mm-hmm. of him. So I say for you, Chris. Way to go! None, none of it is surprising. Back as best you could. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's the only way I yeah, see yeah. It. None of but it is I get surprising your point to me. about being like, well, you said you take a high route. Now you back out here. Well, let, let's see if when he leaves. Let's see if he's gonna do this shit. Yeah, when he I'll be leaves, talking. I'll be talking again. <laughs> let's see. Chris let's Smokey see. Is basically what you just did. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see if it ever, if any video, you know, shows up with him talking shit while Willie. Chris again. I don't think he's gonna do anything either. Will feels bad, and that's what he should have did before he got up there and smacked him. But y'all like the emancipation joke. I didn't like that. Watching uh, Emancipation and see, see Will him get, get his ass whooped. Yeah, I didn't see like that. See him get whipped. Oh, no, that's bad joke. No, yeah. I liked all the everything but, after uh, that. I liked, but I didn't I'm like dark. that. I'm dark. I'm dark. Now that I kind of take that in, it was it for, for, for a moment. But I mean, the fact that it's a that movie joke, makes it stupid I, anyway, though. It's dumb. It's a movie. It ain't like he getting whipped for real. There's another level to me that accepts a lot of, like, dark. And, like, so, like, 
Wow, I'm like, fuck, no, don't talk about my people. That shit ain't funny. Period. We already see you semi sell out saying nigga in front of white people. When you yeah, that's, in the that's, and that's even right? worse to so say I'm that, not though. I'm cool with that. But in the moment, when, when I think of comedians, I think of us all in the lunchroom at that moment roasting. And if that's where we are, that's pure. Mm-hmm. That's pure roast. What comes out, comes out. You deal with whatever. These is jokes. It is what it is. But mm. I didn't hear them as much, though. I think it's probably in bad taste. It's in bad taste. But Definitely. there's a difference between bad taste and funny. It ain't funny either. A lot of bad fun, A lot of bad touch ain't funny. It ain't funny. The other jokes he said were, were pretty funny, though. Like, talking about... How Will has had his shirt off in all these movies, and he was like, "Yo, if you've ever seen me with my shirt off in a movie having a, a heart transplant, I'm gonna have a sweater on." <laughs> like, yo, I I have no reason to ever have my shirt off. Like, this dude is huge. I've played all these. Like, I'm I'm not. There's no way I could have fought him. Like, basically, what he's saying, I could never fight him and actually it be impactful. Like, I couldn't have so won I a fight with seen Will Smith. The whole thing, right? But the more <laughs> that we have this conversation, <laughs> he saw where I was going. With. I'm like, the more that I hear the conversation, I'm like. Okay, don't come off like the nerd. Like it's okay to be He's the nerd, nerd though. The jokes, but, but he like, is. Yeah, so your, don't, big, your big book. So don't yeah, end your stand up talking shit, just, talking yeah, tough just, shit. Then just like give me three fucking yeah, weird, three to four minutes. Roast him. This is what I thought. Have all your shit, whatever you was gonna do anyway. Give him a solid five minutes of just roasting his ass and move on. Don't be talking about he's bigger than me. That's why he beat. Like I don't want to hear that. That's I don't care anymore. You already got smacked. Mm. The only way you can get back is to roast him now, or shut up. Now I don't know if that was in the con- was that in the in the special because I didn't see the special. That was in that clip you sent me where he had the written jokes were at the bottom of that one uh, clip. So uh, I'm not yeah. sure if he said any of that in the actual well, special. He was testing it, those from that at that point. In that case, you need to you need to he see you need to see it because he yeah. was talking to me. He was more so talking cash. Shit. Like that was the whole video. That was the whole like primarily the entire shit. That's all he talked about. Nah, that was the way he ended it. Oh, uh, he ended it on that. Yeah, note. Gotcha. yeah, but like it was. Because everybody came through for you that, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more so like a vent session of talking shit, which is why when you keep saying he's a comedian, I'm like, I wasn't really hearing too many jokes. He was just talking shit. Okay, I got. He you. was just talking a lot of shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just I didn't. Yeah. Because we talked about that. And that's what I'm saying. That, we laughed at that. Like, how is she sitting up here asking this man about her cheating? Well, that's like, why I'm saying it's funny. Here? Like, to me, that is, that's how you get him. Like, that's how you get him. Like, yo, you got, I mean, I'm the bitch. Ourselves. No, you the bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just got an issue with that. If you're not going to say that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bring that energy Jeremiah to him. Hey, look, man. I got a problem. Come on. Look. Why you got a problem with it? Look, this man got smacked in the fucking face on the Oscars, Look at that t-shirt on Jeremiah. He is the bully. He is not the nerd. Mission 50s and not 85s. He just swung on me. He just swung on me, y'all. He just swung on me. Yo. Part of part of the issue that we had in the beginning with Will is like, yo, you fucking with this smaller dude. Right? That shit ain't that ain't cool. Like mm-hmm. that's bully shit. So now it's bad for the smaller dude to go yeah. back at him. That's so now, like. so now for the smaller dude to be talking tough, like you ready to do something, is weird to me. So is he talking you tough, like he to ready watch, to do something? You have to watch it though. Cause okay, because I don't feel like that. That's not the like he, like he sounded like he was ready to do something. I mean, he was like you, you know, because you're the bitch. You know, your wife is a red of that. Like, yo. but he wasn't talking like I'm out there run up on her. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I just want you to know through these microphone waves. Talking like that, though, <laughs> talking like that makes most dudes ready to yes. throw hands. Yeah, but but Will Smith, he ain't making that same mistake again. I can guarantee that. Right. He ain't, he ain't making that same mistake again. This guy's not what they call double jeopardy. Chris is now being able to pull uh, um, 
probably this is a bad So y'all thing. saying this is all <laughs> calculated. Like it's calculated for Chris. Like, yeah, the chances are he ain't gonna do yeah, something. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Will absolutely. listen, Will's career is damn near in the tank. Who how many of y'all watched Emancipation? Uh <laughs> I don't think that, that was a Will Smith thing. And the only reason why I say that is he bought half a bill he bought half a billionaire, so he ain't and he wasn't half a billionaire it. before the smack. Like his actual what he got paid for films actually went up. I don't want to see that. I'm interested in the I just didn't um, want to see I am the legend. Movie. Yeah, that's yeah, it's gonna be I'm good, but that's that. gonna be three years from now where, where the smack is gonna be it's nah, gonna be if it's gonna be history. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> if that dropped, if that history. was dropping this summer, I'd be interested. I don't yeah. want to see no slave movie though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is by the time that movie comes out, all the smack shit is gonna be I get your history. point. It ain't gonna matter. I get your point, yeah. but I'm raising you though. Like I'm you raising ra- you, you one. You can raise me one, but it ain't gonna I'd matter. I see it if it dropped if so if Bad Boys was dropping. Four? Four? Look at this motherfucker. Look at this motherfucker. Chris Rock will be in that bitch, too. <laughs> Chris Rock will be in that motherfucker. Like, right if I was Will, I would put Chris Rock in that bitch. Like, I would. I would, because this shit would be that funny would be, as fuck. But then that would also be the big, ultimate big homie move. That's yeah. what you, but, but, that's, but to me, even after that, that shit would be dope, though. I'm not putting Chris Rock in Bad Boys 4 after the way he ended that comedy show. You have to watch it. Fuck why it. My money good. Hey, it. I'm why, still wealthy. Why can't Will take the bat, take the high road this time? He ain't about to be saying that shit about me and my wife, and I'm about to hey, look. cut you a check and put you in a movie. Hey. Chris Rock ain't got no money shortages, bro. He good. He ain't well, getting damn about either. that shit. That 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 at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, he, none of them like, got money shortages, bro. Rich ass <laughs> black dudes out here, fisticuffs and roasting in the street. What is going on? Yeah, man. And we out here working day, we nine to five. We trying to get to another comma. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> yo, man, well, look. Ah, oh, shit, man. We can get off them, yo. Um, y'all have any thoughts about Pharrell being named out a creative director for Louis? That's after, um, oh, boy. Virgil. Right? That's after Virgil. I think, it's, I think it's dope, right? But as I put in the, in the uh, message, I, I, I'm... I'm like our our fascination. So so I got that headline. The headline said, you know, Pharrell named creative director for menswear at Louis Vuitton and and uh, high end fashions uh, obsession with hip hop. I think it's reverse. Hip hop's obsession with high end fashion led to this, right? So remember, um, what's the guy uh, Dapper Dan was doing the Gucci shit. Before Gucci, like before, it was a thing. He was he was custom making Gucci outfits. Before it was a thing, we had Air Force Ones with Gucci, Louis, and all that shit on it. Before, I mean, it was bootleg shit that mm-hmm. everybody was wearing in the early two thousands, right? So it's it's our fascination with these labels that is also making them even more prominent to this day. And I'm still trying to figure out. We have Off White, right? Mm-hmm. Off White is a high end. It's considered a basic a fashion house. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only black founded fashion houses that we have. And we have tons of artists who have millions of dollars who could actually found fashion houses and we're still so caught up. Not that I think Pharrell should not take the job. I think he should take the job, right? Mm-hmm. Because it still gives us an end into an industry that we've been boxed out of <coughs> at the same time. Many of many of the labels that were founded later on, I think uh, Tom Ford, for instance, Tom Ford worked for like I'm not sure which one of these high end fashion houses, and then he founded Tom Ford. Mm-hmm. Like many of those designers worked for these major labels, and they founded their own. Like, why are we not doing the same thing? 
I think that black people would support those labels the way we would support Gucci if we had access to those, if they existed. They just don't exist. And I, I'm just confused as to why. And big up to Pharrell, big up to Virgil, big up to the... There have been other black people who've had big impact in fashion. Can't both exist, though? <coughs> what? What do you mean? Both examples that you gave. Can't, like, you have black people because so much of the culture, the culture, period, comes from black people. Mm -hmm. Period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even the rooms that we're locked out of. Yes. A lot of the culture comes from black people, right, in the uh, diaspora. But so that elevation in, like, Gucci, for example, mm -hmm. and also... When you reference rappers with millions and yeah. entertainers with millions, both of those can definitely exist. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, the problem the problem is though. Remember, so <laughs> we, we they call it streetwear now. We know that's just hip hop clothing, right? right? But it's called they they gave it a label streetwear. But it's like, yo, you know, Catherine Fat Farm was around mm. thirty years ago. It's mm. not a it's not a, a it's not a fashion house though, <laughs> right? And that's the difference, right? So. These labels have access to tons of capital. Uh, I think, um, so Neiman Marcus, the CEO of Neiman Marcus said recently that he wanted to only market to, you know, people who can actually really afford it. He wanted to kind of box out everybody else that's actually coming into Neiman's that, you know, really, you know, they, they window shopping. Mm -hmm. He's like, yo, I want to really market to people that actually can afford the, um, Items that we have that, that we sell here, but we all know it's still a lot of us mm -hmm. that go in there to buy a lot of that shit mm -hmm. that can't really afford it. Mm. But we want the look. We and, and I mean maybe that goes back to who we are as a people, right? Like uh, I think was it um man fuck them brands. I, I agree. I agree. I feel like we should have our own shit. Unless y'all cutting the check to the Digital Cigar Lines podcast. Insert your ad here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, man, I, I mean, it, it's dope that he got it, man. It's dope that Virgil had it. But it's just like, we, we, you know, Hove said it best, you know, like, to you own your own, you can't be free. Like, we still, you know, we, we hear this stuff, and then we're still doing something totally different. Like, I, I want us to have both, though. We, I mean, we, we should be able to, though. Um, I guess all I come back with, like you said, that, like, get our fascination with them. That catapult. Is, I mean, is that? I feel like it's, it's, it's a bit of that. It's a bit of validation that we feel like we need. Like, like having those labels validates us as being the shit. I think that's true. I think. I mean, I think where I thought you were gonna go with it. I know we had talked about the conversation, like not just Matt Tabusa, but like just in general, like kings of Africa or whatever. That always good things and gold. You know, that's one of. The that's why I was going. Because I was. You know, one thing I always noticed, right? They do. We have this conversation about us, mm -hmm. but we don't have that conversation about Italians who wear gold all the time, or Indians that wear gold all the time, and that's clearly through their lines. Yeah, absolutely. That that's just who, the, who they are, right? It's not just like this is just who we are. We've it's always been these. People. It's the Pimp C shit. Remember, Pimp C made it, had had that. It's on the. Uh, it's the intro of uh, "Fuck with Me, You Know I Got It," mm -hmm. where he says, "You know, don't be mad at the youngsters because they like shiny things. You yeah. know, they, they descendants of kings, right?" Well, it's like that watermelon thing with. Um, Ryan Coogler, right? Well, he went back to Africa and they exactly. were saying the things mm -hmm. where it's like watermelon and Africa is seen as like not only like you, you got to actually have it, but like that's where so much comes from, like it nourishment. It's a yeah, hot, it's hydration. It's hydration. But yeah. here, 
it considers like, oh, look at that, <laughs> look at that coon, coon watermelon, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like they'll make you hate things about yourself that you should love. And now you think that having gold and all that stuff is like, oh, you just trying to be like. It has changed, right? Before it was gold, but in this society, gold is the designer labels. However, one thing that I really found funny, and I, I, I think you've seen that documentary because it's kind of how you <laughs> talk about with like uh, when you talk about fashion, they talked about um, what's my man in New York, Dapper Dan, yeah, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. The funny thing though is that at that time we weren't, we wanted that stuff because it was seen as opulence, but we also ma- he even made designs differently that showed it more, but like. They weren't looking for us. No, they, they wasn't even. They didn't even know. They didn't even. They would have shut Dapper Dan down had they known he was doing that. Oh yeah, then. absolutely. It, even more so, Gucci having Gucci. I remember they told they were hitting Gucci with cease and desist. Yes. And then I remember like in the twenty whatever, he became a brand. They ambassador. were hitting Dapper Dan with cease and desist. Then they hit him with the brand ambassador once yeah, they, they found out the influence the culture had. Mm-hmm. I think maybe what I'm getting at at the end of the day is our culture. Was so influential that it over it overrode what they considered to be classic fashion. Yes, absolutely. Because they always said, "I, I worked for like Ralph Lauren, right? Mm-hmm. One of these like classic. I don't do styles. I don't do that stuff. Like timeless. It's time to stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But yeah, each and every one of these tried to get their they lean into hands that. into the culture because that's who takes you to honestly. Think about it, man. Polo is Nobody even knows what Kim Kardashian is wearing. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it's a good thing because I wish that we didn't share brands as much because or made them pay us more to show their brand. That's my point. My point is like, look, these cats are doing it for free. Mm-hmm. They're pumping they, like if you listen to the to, to rap songs, they talk about labels and every like literally every song probably has at least one. The Donald Trump brand even benefited from it at some point, if you want to be honest. Yeah. Like, absolutely. He saw it. Like there's so yeah. many songs called Donald Trump that have nothing to do with any other white people whatsoever. No. <laughs> just like. But again, I, I, give, I think my point in even bringing up that topic was like, yo, we, we have to like be able to establish ourselves in these um, communities or these industries, I should say is a better word, so that we can benefit the way that they are, right? Because like we need, we need to have... <laughs> We do need to we, have our own foundation. Do we support ours, though? And this is what I said. Because when you were thinking, uh, this is what I came across. You familiar with Brandon Blackwood? Who? Brandon Blackwood. I'm not familiar with Brandon Blackwood. So, Brand, I think Brandon Blackwood makes the purses, like the Telfair purses. The, 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 oh, the Telfair? That's black-owned. That's black-owned? That's black-owned. had no idea Telfair was black-owned. Prices price started at trip purses you can get for your girl, 150 150 whatever. Then they start, he start. This, and I, this is, I'm glad that we said this. He started selling out, and he sold out of everything. And so then he went up another hundred, two fifty, sell out everything, three fifty. Now you're starting to hear, and I know because I was with my mom. Um, there was this, I mean, it doesn't matter, but it was like a, it was a homosexual couple, and they were looking at her bag, and like we were having a conversation. And they, I mean, I just watched them and my mom have the conversation from like this evening, just about the bag, his supply chain, and everything, just telling me that that's a top-notch name in our community, right? But I've also heard the voices of, I ain't gonna buy that. That's too expensive. That's too expensive. But you talk about Birkin, Birkin. That's how and that's forty, fifty you know, thousand you know plus. What I'm saying? Like you talk about that. So like once we start actually getting our brands that charge us ridiculously because they you are, you can't high be level, mad. 
You got to stop acting like. But we also don't want that fish plate. We also don't want that $40 fish it's plate. It's got to be fly, I mean. though. It's got to be fly, though. Like, like Kanye shit be Tell way be right. way overpriced and it's trash. Is it a, not, not all, I'm saying yeah, some of his saying. some of his sneakers have have been flying right, but I'm saying like when I look at like some of the hoodies and shirts, yeah, like yo, I'm not right. paying four hundred dollars for that. That's, right. Nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. But I, I do like some of the sneakers that he's put out. Like I think that them shits is dope. Yeah. But at, at two hundred, that ain't bad. Two twenty. Well, when Slate told him to go independent, he was like, nah. And now he comes back and he's like, and I'm actually surprised if you could go back to even saying <laughs> that that now Adidas is begging him to come back in. Is, uh, and the whole thing that he said he learned from Slate was to go independent, but he didn't go independent. He just shut up. Yeah, that that's horrible. That's trash. <sighs> yeah, I'm man. Like, might laugh, but <laughs> we don't even just do not stand behind our own products. It's like BT. I mean, all of the brands that are built and grown, we sell it. Well, you know, a, a part, but, but you, you gotta. Know, I mean, you gotta cash in. You gotta cash in, and and honestly, man, the the part of the problem, and I I forgot what I read this somewhere, was that everybody's well, European culture is so far ahead in everything, right? That. We don't have the wherewithal. We don't have the knowledge and experience that they have. So they're in a position to buy you. Like if they offer you three hundred million, you're supposed to be like, nah, because it's a business move, right? Right. You, it's a business plan, and you go and you create something else, and you do it again. You, it's like you got to repeat, wash, rinse, and repeat that shit. You know what so, I'm saying? So, so okay. So if the Carl Kanai relaunch happens, they did it. They, they did, did do it. it. it was a Cross colors. Ago. A lot. Of, a lot of. A lot of those labels have, have relaunched. You gonna rock them? You got some? If if it's fly, I would. If it's fly, I would. Honestly, if if it if it looks like some shit I would wear, I would. No, I'm not. So I'm not gonna say I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't. So you saying it's not fly? I haven't seen it. I feel like this. So you haven't looked for it. I mean, it's not in the places that I shop. So so if the so if so the cross colors if the cross colors was in. H and M, and it was fly. It. Hell I yeah, like I would rock that fly, shit. Bro. I would. I was fly as hell in fifth grade. Yo, fat, yo, ass, I said, this, yo, check it, check it. Yo, Forever Twenty One got fat form. They came around like this. Fat form is in Forever Twenty One now, yo. <laughs> Did you grab? Did yeah, you? I got a couple peoples. Pieces. Fat form, huh? Fat form was in Forever Twenty One. You got a couple fat form pieces. You got your sweater vest. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, I'm not being funny. <laughs> no, I dead ass. No, no, no dead ass is in there. No, no, no. No, no, no. Exactly. No, no, dead ass is in there. But dead ass, I didn't get any. But it's oh. in there. It's in there though. Yeah. Again, it's still not. It's still not. You know why I didn't like that one? Why? The logo. Yeah, that logo was. Well, trash. I think with us, we do a bad job. Yo, dog. Oh, I'm about to open up some shit. Listen, we man. do a bad job of logo design sometimes, and like Rockaway wasn't bad. Seeing a future. Rockaway was tied to a brand. If the brand it was tied to a record label, if the record label ever flopped, so would the brand, and that's what happened. <laughs> Yo, man. You don't tie it. You can't. You got to be cognizant <laughs> of that. Sean John? Polo Ralph Lauren. Has people stopped playing Polo? <laughs> I, I don't know. Nobody knows nothing about Polo. Great. I was going to say, nobody knows anything <laughs> about Polo. <laughs> Nostalgic forever. <laughs> nobody knows shit about Polo. Yeah, man. But it's, I don't, don't know, tie man. it to things that can't. I think we tie things to a more short term. For us, that's by a, us, I, sounded good. In theory, but the, I think the logo design was shit. I mean, they could rebrand. Y'all are hilarious, man. <laughs> I it's like I don't, I don't think that the audience understands how much I laugh and struggle not to sitting <laughs> and listening to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he sits over there and says nothing. Right. <laughs> the Fat Farm Forever Twenty One take. 
That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't buying it. I just thought it was in there. And again, that's one was in there. You buying it? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just wanted to make my point. I'm just making my point. Exactly. Exactly. That's all. I'm not here for drinks. It's so funny to me, man. Hey, asking for a friend. That's why that shit's so funny to me. I'm not here for drinks. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Not a long time. Hey, man. That's what he said. Did you cop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left the pieces right where I saw him. Tried to save you. Like, the logo man. was poorly designed. That's exactly why. <laughs> it was I too late. I was too deep. If they had to win deep. a little bit more <laughs> angular on the dimensions. I would have. I would have definitely copped. But hey, man, Yo, that shit is so funny. <laughs> you didn't like. You didn't like the olive branch. Bro, if I bought Fat Farm out of H&M, I kind of feel like I'd have to give up my car. <laughs> no, no. It's not an H&M. It's like, Forever 21. <laughs> Worse. Yeah. <laughs> worse. <laughs> Projectively worse. That's but again, it's so funny to but, me, but man. But my point is, though, that's not, that's not high end, though. Like, right. I'm talking about Gucci, Louis, shit okay. that's actually Wait. in Neiman's. Like, no, that no, shit no, is no, not no, the no. same. Let me those, bring you something else. Those are two different conversations. There's a great point, though. Because remember Jinkos? J-N-C-O? I don't, I don't, yeah, uh-huh. Those are what the golf kids or emo. I don't know how you say it now. I don't want to get in trouble. But, like... That's what they used to wear, the big flared out skateboard jeans, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what those jeans go for right now? How much? 450 to 1200 somewhere in there. But, uh, I mean, is it all day? They look exactly the throwback same. Throwback shits? Or are they brand yeah, new? They still, I mean, they like brand new versions of the old and shit. And they being sold at? On the website? Yes. The fact that they're doing it at 450 and you can find well, that farm is for everybody. <laughs> tells you so much about uh, our brand management. Hold on. So, so you said... You talked about H and M for twenty one. So if the fat farm was in Neiman Marcus, you'd cop. <laughs> nah, I'm what I'm saying, <laughs> what I, <laughs> yo, y'all trash, yo. Hey, hey, here, here are two bros who's supposed to be on my side. Y'all clowning, y'all clowning your own culture, no, man. Y'all terrible, yo. Y'all are clowning your own culture, I man. They're that, like, nah, look, nah. I'm gonna keep rocking this. This this twelve ninety nine H and M deflected. H and M T. All I did was look at him deflected. I'm gonna keep rocking this Lee. Look at him deflected. I'm not deflected. I'm just keeping it a hundred. Oh, come on. That's a vintage Nike. Yeah, it's a play. You ain't got that Nike So if so, look. You seen it? All right, man. Look. Y'all trash. You was talking. Y'all trash. You was talking, right? Put a little pressure on you for a second. You you was talking. You was like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, right? So what Fat Farm gotta do? <laughs> and pause with again. Tell them change apples the logo, and bro. oranges, bro. I gave you apples a, and I gave oranges. You an no, no, I already said it. I already said it. <laughs> Off White is the label that I'm saying. That's a high okay. end. That's a high, that's a fashion house. We're not okay. talking about Fat Farm. My point is that those are never. They never became fashion houses. Period. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm laughing Virgil, at you Virgil, arguing about Fat Farm. It's no, Virgil founded his shit as a fashion house. He didn't found his shit like a street fo- streetwear label. So, but the Diamond was not Diamond equivalent to like Virgil in some in some extent. Nah, Virgil was over there in goddamn Italy and shit. Do you feel like Diamond was a fashion guy or a businessman? Businessman, absolutely. Okay. Well, then yeah. that would be, that would explain totally different. Now, Virgil was a creative. I mean, he was a true creative, yeah. and I think that's why he was pulled in to Louis like he was. Pharrell is too. I think his shit is a little weird, but I mean, he's still a creative though. Which brings me to that: Why is Bape still premium? 
Shouldn't it have just taken the same price, the same thing as everything else black owned? It was founded. Like no, it wasn't black owned. That shit is founded in Japan. Oh yeah, it's not. It's, it's Japan. Not yeah, Japan. that's what I'm saying. It's not. You it's know. not a. Again, going back to our shit, everybody else can do it, but we our shit is like I trash. You seen Rude, right? No, Rude R H U D E. Yeah, I've seen It'd that. Be yeah, like yeah, T-shirts yeah. be like three hundred dollars. Shorts be like four fifty. Asian guy started in like twenty seventeen. I'm like. Well, when, at what point did you get Supreme. the ability to be able to say Supreme? That's what I'm saying. Like, so my point is like we we actually and all Supreme is is pretty much a stamp on things. It's not even like <laughs> well, no. I mean, he started as his own label, but my my point is like, yo, we we we're, we're the people that are in charge of moving the culture forward, but we never get we never reap the benefits, and then we still go back and buy all the shit. <laughs> That we get no benefit from. We always the dope boys. We ain't never the kingpin. We ain't never the plug. Mm-hmm. But neither one of y'all want to go support the I don't fat mind part. Being no. a kingpin or plug. You keep you keep going back don't to fat form, man. <laughs> now whoever the kingpin or plug uh, or the, those designs were, I do not agree. That's so you so off white works though. Well, off white off white got some fly shit though. Would it work off-white if it wasn't attached to that house though? Like, like if if it, it like, if uh, it came out, if it was introduced and it was. So Louis Vuitton's like sub account. Yeah, if it wasn't that, if it wasn't if affiliated it wasn't with Louis, it's Louis, right? That's a great no, point. no. Off White is their own brand. They have, but they no, didn't come no, up. No, 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 but but, 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 dude, their notoriety came from where their, their notoriety came, came from. Their notoriety came from him being associated with Kanye. Because that's who he, he. Yes, Virgil was associated with Kanye. Mm. Yes, he was associated with Kanye. Then he was doing, they, so, they had well, Off-White, he found it Off-White. Was it because of Kanye's, mu- let me take down this, was it because of Kanye's musical ability or is Kanye's relationships with high-end brands? Relationships, for sure, because he was also doing, like he did, uh, what they had, the, 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 uh, the label Donda. Yeah, that, that, that Kanye I've had. never seen or heard. But they were produced, like, so like all of the, the uh, cover for Watch Your Throne, that was done by Donda. Virgil was the creative director for that company mm-hmm. at the time, you know what I'm saying? So... Then he went, he started off white, and he was doing collaborations, like the Nike collaborations, which just do numbers. Mm-hmm. You know because what I'm saying? of the things that we just mentioned, all the way back to. But that was before he was with, it was before he was a creative director for um, I Louis. He was only there for like two, three years. But that don't matter. You know that don't matter. Because that's the point. Now that's how they hire. They hire Jay-Z. They hire big names. They hire Rihanna for two, three years as a brand ambassador to get their stuff out there. So I think where he was going with it is, I would even think of this as like with schools, right? Like, I know a bunch of people that went to HBCU undergrads. The only time they get the grad school degree, you go to white school, you go to H- I mean, I was guilty of it, not for the same reasons, but mm-hmm. still, you do it because your greatness is still only as tied to the greatness of mm-hmm. the gatekeepers. But is that is that because and we don't support? That's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, look, if would we they be as great? Like, you threw off white, but like, would they be as if they never had the relationship with a top brand house? But you build that, you build that relationship, and then you found your own shit, which is what he did. And off white is it? It's a standalone brand now. So, but does that and mean Virgil that, is gone. Everybody can't do can't that. Do it without. Yeah. yeah, that's a bottleneck, right? Because everybody can't do that. So even if you had every wealthy entertainer, like they all can't go through. That that way, right? So like, if if I don't know, uh, little little baby, <laughs> right? Yeah, bad choice, bad fucking choice, I man. Like him, man. I, know I like him as a rapper, but, I love him as a rapper. but but when he talks, I mean, yo, but okay, so I, I didn't stop what I do until I heard this quote by little baby. <laughs> we talk about millionaires, though. 
We're just nah, talking about pick, I think it needs to be somebody who's more closely tied to, you know, that really fuck with fashion like that, that could get that shit off, though. Okay, give me, okay so give me them. someone better. Hmm? All of them work for high-end design. Migos? Quavo. You, no, I no, no. Takeoff is the one that they try to put everything up. Not Takeoff. Uh, uh, the guy from Griselda. No, but he, but I mean, yeah, no, yeah. that's what he does, though. Like Westside Gun, Westside, like Westside is like Westside be over there and fucking at, at the. But they have what's name like that too. What's the uh, what's the one from? What's Rihanna Baby Daddy name? Oh yeah, ASAP. ASAP too. The other one, no, not ASAP. Oh, oh, uh, Ferg. Ferg, Ferg too. Ferg is tied. Ferg yeah. Is like, damn fool, I swear. To but I Ferg is tied to to a lot of them labels too. Okay, but they. I guess my point is, is if their influence is through hip hop, right, and that's why them houses want them there. Why not create their own stuff and like us support that and it that's not be fat farm? Yeah, that's my point. So you gonna rock the fur? I am not. If his shit was hard. You remember that blue moo moo that Uncle Phil had on in that golf episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He literally wore that the other day, and I was like, "Well, that don't make you." That's couture right. though. No, couture is different though. Couture is different though. So a lot of the shit they they rock on the <laughs> actual. I agree. A lot of the things they wear on the runway, couture shit is not meant to be. It's not everyday wear. Fur gonna come out with a Gordon Gro- Trail shirt. Gordon <laughs> Gordon gonna wear it. <laughs> Eugene gonna wear it. <laughs> y'all trash, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a you wait for the next person. <laughs> they gonna have it. I'm gonna show up like that too. Let me stop fucking with Eugene before he get tight. Yo, uh, like his Gordon Gartrell suit. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. Oh shit. Hey man, Nipsey Hussle's killing. He's sentenced to sixty years. Not enough. Not enough for the L we him? took. Huh? What? Don't get me started. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists over here? I am at this point. I just feel He's like... on video. Oh, okay. That was the guy. Okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's the only reason I say it, though. No, the only reason I say it is like... We, or was he, was we he hired? About the legacy. I think we talked about last... Yeah, hired. Was he hired? Or like that last conversation we had with like Jay Prince and like... like nah, that's a fair point, you though, because... You know, so say it again. Say that. Was he hired, basically? Like, was it? Was it? Was he acting Bigger on than. his own will? Oh, yeah. Now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me... Before, before we jump in, let me... That's a fair question because, you know, Malcolm X, Malcolm X's estate, his family, are, are they're suing uh, NYPD, I believe, for uh, the wrongful death of their father. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. So essentially, you know, like it was we were all led to believe or at least they were saying that it was nation. the nation. Yeah. But uh, apparently there's evidence that there's somebody that, that the nation that the. NYPD was involved? Yeah. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah, no, it isn't. You know, but now it's coming out. So to Paul's point about Nipsey Hussle. Oh, yeah, I mean, that... that uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, or I'm not like it Especially doesn't. When he started buying back the blog, and, and it's not to be like. I'm just telling you, like smart no. business. No, no, no. If I'm not somebody who doesn't agree with your methodology, and they're buying up properties to pretty much raise price. You see what I'm saying? If I'm somebody outside. I give somebody in your own community fifty dollars to go handle my business. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and and it, the, the 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 bigger thing is influence, right? Because there's other as yeah, actually, you know if, if you look in Charlotte, too. there's a lot of bros that's actually doing that out here, yeah. but they don't have the same influence and impact that Nipsey did. So I throw this, and I know this is kind of a tangent, but like I was talking about like, and I could be wrong, but cities like Wilmington, 
where it's prime to be a, a Savannah or it's prime to be a, a you know a little small mm-hmm. point. There's slow money, even though a lot of money's coming in, a lot of money is there. Mm-hmm. There's slow development. It's development, but it's right. slow. And then you come into a city like Charlotte, where you cannot turn and not see a crane or some red dirt. Okay. And my thought process is that in these more liberal countries, in these more liberal cities, there's more of a laissez-faire with business. So whoever comes in from wherever they come in, if they got the right money, we'll work with them and we'll get their business going. Mm-hmm. I feel like in those communities, it's more like, look, city, nigga, I don't care how much money you're going you gonna to think and act like we think and mm-hmm. act in order to do business down here, or you're not doing business down here. And that's what makes me lead to the fact that when you got businessmen moving like Nipsey do in certain scenarios, like, is it easier to just keep people out by doing things of that nature? I'm not getting all deep into it, but, like, it just, it made me ask, like, mm-hmm. was it him or was it who they needed it to be for it to get done? Ah, oh, man, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, you know, because you got me, I mean, because Nipsey is compared to Tupac in so many ways, right? <laughs> And so a lot of people felt the same way. Commerce helpful one. Yeah, they 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 feel the same way about Pac, right? So I mean, it's unfortunate. Again, it's unfortunate that they use us to take out us, right? But it's easy to use us to take out us, right? Because he's unassuming. Like that Nipsey and him didn't necessarily have beef. Nipsey just didn't rock with him anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But so he was still close. He he could get close to him without Nipsey, which made him the easiest person to like. Exactly. Come here, let me talk to you real quick. And they all we've seen the movies. Look at Snowfall. And because of the history, because of the history they had, it it wasn't far off that he would shoot Nipsey. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Snowfall, BMF. So they've been doing it since the. It is. It's not new. Further back. Yeah, it's not new. Yeah. So when it's put out there now, it makes me just like when we look at stuff now. Sometimes I just like, was it really us? Like, did, did we care enough to do it, or did somebody put the battery in the back at the right time? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I, I hate it, man, because, again, we, we seem, and I asked him, asked him this the other day, like, is, you know, why, why does the universe, uh, you know, take all of the good people that we, that actually benefit our culture? Like, we lose a lot of quality people. I mean, not that they're not people who, on a, on a level that, are, that don't have the exposure and reach that they do, but the fact that they don't have that reach, right? And so... Only the good die young. And I know it's, it's just a cliche thing to say, but you ever notice, like, the people that are, like, cantankerous, evil, and all of that? But he ain't leave, good. They leave. No, but Nip, Nip wasn't, like, the best. I mean... Let, let me tell you this. I've learned this, is no man is good or bad. We put these rulers out here to make us say what good or bad is. At the end of the day, I think... It kind of comes back to what you're able to do for your family mm. with it, like right? Because I don't want to go extreme, but really, your good or bad is really designed by what you're willing to do for your family, whoever you consider your family to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about it. Because mm. you can be good and bad. So I just think that from a perspective, what he was doing for collectively the community and us being close as a community, he was doing a good thing. He was not perfect. He didn't live that life. But it also, when you live both lives, it makes it easy. It makes you an easy target too. Yeah. Right. But it also makes you an inspiration to a lot of people too. You know, coming off of the uh, Nip conversation, you know, you wanted to go around the room and do the uh, who would you smoke with? Yeah, absolutely. Might as well close with that. That's how we normally do it. What you got? You got somebody off the top of your head already? So, 
I think that I would uh I may have said this before. It would probably be Andre three thousand. Um there's some like life questions that I that I have that I feel like his uh his input would be intriguing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say three stacks, but who I really want right now a session with would be Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I wanna look her in the eyes, and and, and then you wanna start wearing crochet pants. I don't, I think I'm <laughs> strong enough to not do that. I don't think so, man. You don't think so? She gonna glamour you, bro. You think so? I think, I think that, that Baduism. I think that if we were looking each other in the eyes, I think she'd look away first. I doubt it. Seriously, doubt that. If you're out there, <laughs> look, <laughs> hey, 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 man, listen. <laughs> Listen, Erica, I don't know listen. about which guy <laughs> I'm gonna call on to connect you to this. Yeah. But if you were out there and you hit this, yeah. R.I.P. to take off. Yeah. Cap. Cap. <laughs> Cap, nigga. <Yeah. Yeah>. <laughs> he is a green eyed devil, though, Erica. <laughs> Just in case. What about uh, you, Paul? Who would you smoke your reefer with? Uh, my reefer? I feel so judgmental when you're talking about reefer. Like, nigga, with everybody. Uh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I mean, I think something you said earlier, and I watched, I watched the documentary on it too. But um, I'll think about that later. Um, I'm gonna go with. Actually, no, I'm gonna go with this guy, Iceberg Slim. Yo, shit. Yo, I was watching the Lefty. documentary on, on him, yo, and like I remember the thing that got me to it was like Dave Chappelle's secret where he's like smoking. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to him about like the basically a monologue of like Iceberg Slim, and then I got all fascinated because I didn't get involved and fascinated like when everybody else did, like in the eighties mm-hmm. of this book, and then the documentary and reading the book just made me just think like this guy's philosophy just on life, and it's not just on life; it's on manipulation, it's on a whole bunch of stuff, um, and it's hard. It ain't no easy. <laughs> it's not 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 for the oh we're just supposed to be moral. That's not where this is. It's just a hard life for people trying to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the American stories, the best ones, the ones that where we deem success comes with a lot of dark mm-hmm. to the light. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've taken away from therapy in the last week was we try so hard to be light all the time. We only pay attention to the light. Back to my point about being distracted and everything. We only pay attention to the light because mm-hmm. the we avoid the dark, mm-hmm. but we that's that's not that's incongruent. Mm-hmm. We are both light and dark, mm-hmm. and I feel like Iceberg Slim, for all intents and purposes, where I can see, embraced the fact that I'm not all light. Mm-hmm. I got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm living my life. I don't feel like I'm just living to be dark either. Like I'm just these are my coping mechanisms, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's a slight reality of everybody's life. And so that I think that I would really love to like sit down and kind of pick his brain on. Okay. On the balance of morality, if you will. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh Virgil Virgil Leblow, man, since you're talking about the whole fashion thing and, and his thoughts on, you know, Pharrell mm-hmm. taking the uh baton from him, you know, fat farm, you know, what do you think fat farm could have been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you a hint. <laughs> you might have changed the logo. <laughs> No, no, but it for would real. be Forever Twenty One. No. <laughs> 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 oh, yo, I had to throw that in there, but but nah, man, like just what, like what, what his vision was for for uh, off white uh, Louis Vuitton, and what he think that you know, as we as a people need to do as far since we're so tied to the fashion industry, fashion industry, 
like what we what we would need to do to kind of mm-hmm. get to that level where we have equal um, uh, visibility, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, uh, when it comes to you know high end fashion brands, man. Like you know we love it. Hip hop is is you know adopted it, man. Like we should be eating off of it more than we do. And mm-hmm. uh, what what he thinks you know we could do differently to to, to kind of steer us in that direction. So dope. I want to um, throw something out there, get back to the cigar shit. Um, there is a cigar that I recommend uh, people try. It is the Olmec c- uh, cigar. That is the society that predated the Mayans and the Aztecs. Um, this is a fuller body cigar. Uh, you pretty much, th- so they have two that I'm aware of. I had the Maduro, but they also have the Claro. I think that's the Claro is more of a... Uh, a natural rapper. Mm. Um, so with the Maduro, you get, you know, more like an espresso, some spice on there, um, like like dark cocoa, like natural cocoa, not like chocolate. Um, <coughs> the stick has like a really open draw, so brace yourself for that. Yeah. You know, I think that many of us have the tendency to kind of like pull hard, to, especially to get a cigar going. And this cigar is really airy, it so is. it's it's full body as it is. It has a really open draw, so like that smoke That's is gonna waft out, yeah, and it'll fuck you up. Yeah. And nicotine is pretty intense. Um, I don't think so. I think that the I think that it's a. You think it's a draw? The draw is open, so you get a lot of smoke. Yeah. So if you're not ready for that, um, like that retro hell is is different. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that the one where you gotta go sip some Coca Cola and sit down somewhere? That's so. That's to Eugene's uh, question. I don't think that the nicotine. I think that it's may, maybe more uh, in the medium range uh-huh. intensity. I don't think that it's a high intensity stick in terms of uh, nicotine. I think that it is a full body stick in terms of flavor, mm-hmm. though, in presence. I mean, I, I so think that's good because you can pick it with. I think sometimes you assume that you can only get certain aspects of those characteristics. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of dope that you can get. Like you said, yeah. like I think I thought that everything was like an open inhale, like an open draw like that, which obviously like heavy nicotine or something like right, that. Right, right, right. No, so it's just the construction of this particular cigar. So Foundation does the Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tabernacle is a really good stick. We can unpack that later, but they also do the Upsetter. Yeah, so yeah, I had you, the upsetter, you yeah. like the mm-hmm. upsetter. Yeah, upsetter yeah. was good. Have you had that? That's the one that has like the um, Caribbean. It's, yeah. it's it's considered Caribbean atmosphere, atmospheric yeah, like infusion. Floral, yeah, the little floral, floral yeah. bit to it. So like think incense yeah. when you think about the upsetters. And and before so. we close, I'm just going to tie in one other thing. So since I brought up the nicotine uh, thing, we picked up from Mackenzie at uh, the vintage. The vintage. She talked to, talked to us about. Uh, so she works at the vintage, and she's a you know, rel- regular cigar smoker, but she talked about how, as far as the nicotine and, and that that feeling you get, that high or you nicotine know, buzz sickness. you get, yeah, nicotine sickness, that it's sugar that helps to reduce it. So you know, I think uh, Duncan was on and he told us about uh, drinking a Coke. Mm-hmm. So w- I was thinking it was pop, you know, could be carbonation because he wasn't exactly sure what it was, but what is the cause of from yeah, but from what she. Said. What she mentioned that is actually like almost like a refined sugar that you need because it gets gets into the bloodstream quickly, mm-hmm. and it helps to reduce that sickness. So for those who have that problem, I, I regularly have that problem. So for anybody else that may have that problem, keep some candy on deck while you're smoking. That'll help to reduce that effect, you know, when you're smoking. Yeah, well, and, and s- specifically like like a dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, dark chocolate is um, like a staple, you yeah. know, um, to have like on the side with mm-hmm. a cigar. So. 
yeah. to, to your point. Um, that's a good way to enhance the flavor of the cigar, pull Absolutely. out notes of the cigar, mm-hmm. and also manage that nicotine sickness that Eugene's talking about. So, yeah, good, good shit, bro. Indeed. All right, man. Peace. We want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Digital Cigar Lounge podcast. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Please like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.